Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the third episode of Limerick Junior Soccer Focus with myself, Adrian Finnan, and joined by our ever-reliable co-host, as such, Aidan Ryan, as we preview what's going to be another busy Thursday evening, Aidan, in the Premier Division. We'll start with what is the, the best tie on paper, anyway, with Ashley Anacotti hosting Crew Park. But just before we go to all the games Thursday and preview those games, we'll maybe revert back to Sunday. Obviously, Crew Park didn't have any game on Sunday, Aidan, in kind of strange circumstances i suppose but it has happened crew before where there was damage done to a goalpost as both teams arrived and the game could not take place at crew with crew park and pike so not exactly the best preparation for crew going into this game with anacotti either or is it uh you have to have a think about that one now Adrian. it might be it might it might be good preparation and that they have got an extra few days rest um i was at the game on uh their game there recently and against Bala, and uh, it was a tough night for them. They did well to get a point out of it. They, were, they probably feel they should have got the three, given they were 2-0 up, 3-2 mm. up. But by the end of the match, I thought a lot of their players looked fairly tired and looked out on their feet. So the extra few days uh, rest might have might have, uh, might have have done them a, a power of good. Um, a bit surprised maybe that Albert didn't get out the uh, welder and, and do a job on the, on the fourth while he was up there anyway. And maybe chance to a few Bob Forrest and, and uh, <laughs> make a few Bob for himself. But um, it's a tough fix for them. Uh, traditionally, Pike, Pike and Crew games, uh, very feisty matches. Uh, they're lo- it's a local derby. So a lot, a lot riding on that game as well, even though it's early in the season, Adrian. Yeah, absolutely. I know their opponents on Thursday crew, they travel to, to Ashling and Nakadi Aiden. Ashling and Nakadi will be hurting after their 2-1 loss to Balinanti out in LIT. I know it was a game you were at as well, Aiden. So, you know, were Balinanti fully deserving of the victory and will John Lewis be unhappy? Yeah, I, I, I thought Balinanti were very good value for the win. Um, dominated probably 60-70% of the possession. Use the ball well, especially up to the last third of the pitch. And listen, that's the most important part of the pitch, the last third. Just made, made maybe decision-making, let him down a little bit. A lot of, a lot of young, uh, experienced players on the pitch as well. Adrian, you know, some guys only learning their trade as such. Thought they played really well though. Very solid in defence. Two centre-halves, Josh Adams and uh, Aaron Costello. I thought they were outstanding. Really, really good. Dara Hughes doing his usual 7 out of 10. Never lets the team down at at, at, at right full. Uh, Liam Burns at left full, solid. Did the basics. Um, I I was impressed with them. Took took the chances when they availed avail, uh, availed the chances when they came. I didn't think Ashing dealt well with with, with the goals they conceded. One very very poor error. Uh, but other than that, I thought better were full value for us. As I said, the the the. the their, their dominance of the game, Adrian, wasn't reflected in the scoreline. That's probably the, the summing up of it. Yeah, absolutely. And I know there's been a lot of hype around Ashing and Akadi. We did mention that in one of our very first podcasts that we did in, before the season started in our preview piece. It's something that Anacadi are going to have to deal with, isn't there? Because there seemed to be, in general, after they lost the game, a bit of, you know jovial slagging of Ashley and Akadi for the want of a better term after losing just one game. But it is something that they're going to have to deal with because they have recruited heavily and brought in a lot of quality. Yeah, well, that's the, that's the price you pay for for improving your squad and bringing names na- names uh, out into the into the squad to try and make it make it stronger. I, I wasn't too sure about them Sunday now. They didn't seem to have a... I'm not so sure what they were doing, Adrian. They, 
there was no plan of action in terms of playing through the lines or anything like that. Now, they, they did put in on a, a bit of pressure in the last 20 minutes. They were 2 down at that stage and they seemed to go back to front and hit Shane Clark a lot and it brought a bit of joy in that they, they got a goal back out of it. But their, their first shot on target, Adrian, I think around 70 minutes, Tony, Tony Whitehead had a shot from about 25 yards, real bullet of a shot and hit the crossbar. But other than that, there wasn't really a, a threat up to that. A couple of half chances, a couple of breaks, but uh, didn't really create a whole lot. Not a, not a lot of creativity in midfield. Um, very ponderous with, their, with with any sort of a build-up that was happening. And Bally made sure they snuffed that out. I thought Aidan Aiden Hurley did a fantastic job for Van Nenty in the middle of the field in terms of that. And as I said, in the last 20 minutes, it was it was back to front. Some of the team didn't look fit to me. Um, definitely have to work on fitness in term, in, in, uh, and in terms of how they play, I think they have to work in, in terms of the shape of the pattern of the play because I didn't see a whole lot of that on Sunday. Um, maybe the discipline of the squad needs to be looked at as well. A couple of players didn't look too happy being uh, substituted. There have been a few queries, Aidan, as to where this game will take place out in Ashling. I don't have any doubts, but this will be my reason for it. There was reasons people saying that Ashley and Polly might want to bring Crew Park to an AstroTurf surface, obviously, and, and you know what their experience. But to be fair, if you were to look at it, Shane Tracy, Shane Clark, Thomas Clark and the likes would not be suited to that, you'd imagine, either. So this there'd be no doubt, surely, that this will be played on their usual surface. I would think so, sure. I mean, you, why, why would you want to change that? I mean, you have a... You have a routine in terms of how you prepare a team and part of the routine is where you play your games. So um, I, I think they'd be a bit more professional than that, no good in, the, in their approach, surely. Yeah, absolutely. I know that I've put in for a home, home win here, Aidan. What's your own verdict? I, I think it could be a draw, actually, Adrian. That's, that's, okay. that's how it pan out. I, I think the fact that Crew had a rest on, on Sunday will stand to them. I think they'll get the draw. Yeah, that could be a, a big factor in it. That moves us on to our second game to preview. You've got Pike Rovers versus Mungret. Obviously, as you said, Pike have now got the same rest that Crew Park have received after that game as well. They have three wins from three outside of that. A really big 5-0 victory over Jamesborough. A professional job done by Pike in the end. Um, speaking to Robbie Williams afterwards, he was, he was quite happy with it, uh, to be fair. I suppose one thing he won't be happy with uh, from the night is considering they were winning 3 0 would be his striker, Aaron Murphy. Considering how short they are on options there, Aiden, was Aaron Murphy being sent off or straight red card for a, a bit of petulance, is what I probably would call it, uh, to be fair. So that's something that, that would have annoyed Robbie, even though they won the game. Yeah, and it probably cost Aaron Murphy three games, I suppose, you know, three or four games. This uh, early in the season is not a good sign. Um, and if you're, if you're trying to put down a marker, uh, to the manager in terms of replacing the likes of Conor Lane, you're hardly uh, you're not doing a good job of it by by carrying on like that. You'd expect the the player to show a lot more discipline than that. But having said all that, Adrian, Robbie did say to you that he 20, 27 players signed, so I'm quite sure he'd have no problem uh, finding a spot for somebody in the squad, given that uh, uh, he's that many players signed. Absolutely incredible number uh, to have signed. Um, there's two and a half two and a half squads. It's quite amazing, really, when you when you when you think of it, that you have the likes likes of prospect pulling out of the Premier League because of a lack of uh, a lack of players, and you you you've I'm not saying anything against Pike, but you've Pike and the likes having 26 and 27 players signed when you can only toggle maybe 18 and or 20 on a, on, a, on a given match day. Yeah, it is incredible, really. I know it's it's funny you bring that up because. During the interview, you know, sometimes you'd pop in and out and, and you wouldn't maybe fully concentrate. You'd have to watch it back 
afterwards because you'd have your, your set set of questions and the whole life but to get through but when people brought it to my attention afterwards and I saw it myself for about 27 it seemed to irk a few people uh, I must say Aiden, that he had 27 so I, mean, I know he wasn't I know Robbie didn't seem like he was gloating he was just happy to, to have that squad but there was a lot of people that said you know you've got squads there in maybe the Premier alone, never mind the lower divisions that are struggling to field teams, but prospect go out of, of business effectively with their A team on the same uh, night. And then, you know, 27 players signed. It brings me to, uh, you know, another query that people have, have brought to my attention and, and they'll remain nameless for now, but they've brought to my attention that would there be any merit, Aidan, in, in maybe producing a cap on a, a squad, maybe to 23, 24 players signed. I mean, do you see any merit in that? Because obviously there is a huge gap between some teams, what they have and other teams and what they're able to bring in. Yeah, the, the way football is going, I see, Marazin, uh, Adrian, we were actually talking about that. I was talking to a club chairman this morning about the very same thing, about capping maybe uh, uh, squads at around maybe 22. Um a lot of Premier squads now have B squads and they've used squads as well. So it's not as if they're going to be short in terms of what they can um, what they can uh, bring up to, to the first team squad. Um it, it might it might spread the, the the spread of the players out a little bit and help other other teams around the uh, the leagues. Having said all that, you can't take nothing away from the teams that sign these players. And if you if you look back to Pike a few years ago. Um, Mick Shields used to operate on a very thin squad, and it, 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 you know, it, there was a reasonable amount of success with it. But I've never been a believer in operating off a thin team squad of say 17, 18, you say 22 or 23. Yeah, be uh, Yeah, absolutely. And I know, Aidan, as well, you have Mungret Regional, who've had a very tough start to their campaign, it's fair to say, when they've played. They've got one point. They got it against Kuna. It does look set, though. I know that, actually, Richie Burke was missing up to 11 players in, in that game, Aidan, for a number of different reasons. But he also had to call upon some players, maybe like some people call the evergreen Danny Galvin, who has played, you know, for Mungret, hasn't played for Mungret since the 1990s. Uh, we believe so. That's a that's a what he had to, to contend with, I suppose, for during the week. But um, you know, early days. But it looks like it could be a, a tough uh, campaign for Munger. Yeah, and I'm sure Richie's kind of disappointed, really, with the with the start. Now, listen, every point is precious in the league, Adrian, especially when you're when you're considered maybe out of the top four or five. Every single point you get will be precious. And I'm sure he'll be he'll be delighted one way that at least he got off the mark and there's something on the board. But he would have been targeting three points against Kona. Let's not forget that. that that's that's for sure. And Aidan, that brings us to the third game we have to preview, which is the Jamesborough versus Fairview Rangers that'll take place at Pierce Stadium. Obviously, Jamesborough have had a tough week. They've had two 5-0 defeats consecutively as well. Um, and I noticed that a very short bench for, for Shane O'Hanlon in, in both games. He has brought in a few players, Dean Mack, uh, Dean McNamara, Adrian Healy, Philip Nocton, you know, just to maybe add a bit of experience to the team. But, I mean, he couldn't have picked a, a worse fixture after having two 5 nil hammerings than, than Fairview Rangers at home. Yeah, it's going to be a tough week for James, but um, 
look, we've, we've spoken about it already, Adrian. Shane is going to need to bring in definitely four, five, six more players to uh, solidify that squad. The squad is, is very young. And then you have a gap to where you have the likes of Philip Nocton and Adrian uh, Healy coming in. Guys that are well in their 30s now. So he's going to find a, need to find a middle ground there to help that squad along. A lot, lot of decent young players there now. I, I watched them in the first game against Prospect, albeit a, a weakened Prospect squad. But a couple of the youth players that played were quite impressive. But they're going to need guidance. Um, so he's going to need to get in players as soon as possible. It's going to be a tough night for him against Fairview, given that uh, Conor Ellis has finally uh, started to bang in the goals. I think it's four now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I was, <laughs> we did mention that the... And I mentioned that to Paul actually after the game in what you had said yourself about the the approach that you feel that Fairview Rangers are definitely still in the market for new players. He kind of rebuffed that a tiny bit by saying that because the B team players are playing at Premier A standard that he doesn't feel like he has to sign a huge squad and that he can rely on them. I assume you're probably not taking that at face value. Well, he, he's making a fair enough point and we did say the last day that those lads are playing in Premier A, which... Look, it's a decent standard. It's 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 just below that that premier level. I I was looking at the Fairview squad, and I think he's a bit short in defence. Um, I think he needs two players still there, and I think if those two players uh, of high quality become available, I think he will go after them. Um, Fairview are looking at winning the league this year. It's it's vital for the club. We spoke about that in the first podcast, Adrian. It's got to be goal, and uh, I I would think that that's what he'll be looking for is to get in two more high-quality defenders there to supplement what he has already. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know regional on the day when I was at the game seemed to, I, I would say, maybe play into Fairview's hands and that they gave Andy Cowper and Tommy Frawley a lot to do in, in terms of they played the wing-backs really high uh, on, on the day and they were isolated against two of the best dribblers and paciest players in Dara Rainsford and Conor Coughlin. So it was a very tough day. Uh, for those two lads in particular, and they had a very young Connor Finn in the centre of the two players up against Connor Ellis, and he had a, a very tough job in marshalling a, a player who's played at League of Ireland standard. He obviously scored a, a hat trick. Um, you know, just because of the midfield and the strikers that they have, the front three, like you mentioned before, the goalkeeper, and even though maybe the defence, the story is still out, obviously because of the unfamiliarity of the defence to people in general and to each other. But would you, at this stage, put Fairview as slight favourites in the early stages for the league? Um, haven't seen enough. Of it. I haven't seen them play myself, no, Adrian. I'd like to see them play. But if you if you look at the personnel they have, you you would have to think that they'll be up there as joint favourites, really, with Pike for the league. Um, you can never discount Pike the way that mm. the way they're set up and the DNA that's in Pike. We year in year out, they're always there. I I do think myself that if. Uh, Fairview can add to the squad in terms of the defence, given what I've seen at the makeup of the squad. And maybe Paul looks at, I presume they played 4 2 3, um, Adrian, did they? Yeah. Yeah, I like that's fine, but I, I have reservations about that formation, especially playing it in, in, in a whole season. I think he might have to look at different formations for different games, especially against teams in the top four, which is something maybe that Jason didn't do last season. And I think you'll have to have to have to look at that long term. Yeah, and I know it's going back to Jamesborough. Obviously, we mentioned already that Munger Regional will be in for a tough season. We know Jamesborough will be in for a tough season, but you know, Shane O'Hanlon coming back, one thing he'll be desperate to do is avoid being 
you know, you know, relegated with Jamesburg. That'll be something that the club will obviously want to avoid at all costs because of the history that they have in the Premier and never really been involved in relegation battles as such, even in the last couple of seasons. Yeah, well, nothing is a given. You can never say never in football. No one's too big to go down. Yeah, they have a fantastic tradition in, in, in the Premier League. I do feel myself that, that Shane will get in the, the players necessary to, to make sure they avoid that. You have to get it. And then when you get them in, they have to do the business on the, on the pitch for you. And they'll be looking at the games in and around them. It looks like the likes of Coon and Charleville, uh, Mungus, they'll be looking at those games. They'll be needing to pick up points in those matches. Yeah, definitely. And brings us now to Kuna United against Regional. It's not played at home for Kuna as such due to the drainage works Aiden, at their home ground. It's still being played in Thoman Community College, which I know you were at for one of the games against Crew Park, actually. But I know they are desperate to get back to their home ground because obviously if you are going to be down towards the, the, the bottom half of the table, which on paper it looks like those two teams will, you know, you, you want your home advantage. Uh, to, that's, that's for sure um, to make it difficult for teams. Kuna got their point against Munger. From what I believe, they, they shaded it in terms of chances to, to go and win the game uh, on Sunday, but obviously didn't manage to do that. Jerm Oil's back amongst the goals as well, scored, and we know how important that's going to be as well, Aidan, for them. Um, I know you've been close to a few in, in the Kuna camp. Uh, have you had a, What's the feeling like in the Kuna camp in, in the early stages of the season? Yeah, well, I think they accept it's going to be a difficult season for them, Adrian. Um my biggest fear for Kona is is their defence. Um, I, I just think the, the the problem for them will be the concession of goals and the, something they'll need to work on. Now, obviously, Sunday, there was there was a big improvement in that. Uh, good to see Jar back. Regular goal scorer. Gives 100% every game he plays. He'll chip in with a few goals. Again, they'll be like James, looking at the teams around them, seeing what they can pick up. Um I think it's a game where a regional could pick up the three points myself. The pitch that they're playing at the moment, Coon, is a fine, big open pitch, yeah, Adrian. You're looking at that uh, regional team with Jack Arra back in it. Proven goal scorer. Had he spell uh, a treaty? I would assume he's going to come back in excellent condition because of the, the obviously the training that he would have got up there. Uh, so his conditioning should be should be quite good. You've also Kieran McConnell possibly playing playing in midfield or playing close behind him, who will always chip in uh, with a few goals. And, and of course, there's a major threat uh, on set pieces. Ross Fitzgerald in the middle of the field, you know, good good, good ball player, can create stuff for them. Um, I, I think it'll be tough for, for, for Kuna to get anything out of the match, to be honest with you. Yeah, I know it's going to take time, obviously, for, for Sean Russell, you know, to implement his, his ways and his, his style, maybe on a squad, with the likes of, you know, the two Cowper brothers, you've got Kieran Connor, Ross Fitzgerald, who've been used to maybe the same manager for the last few seasons. But, you know, looking at the fixture, Sean Russell will know that, you know, three points is probably a must if they want to be making that top six. Absolutely. Um, I think he'll be targeting the three points. And he, he, he has brought some young players uh, with him out there. But he's 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 still the fulcrum of a, a very experienced squad, Adrian. Rob Shire, the two Cowpers, as you said, Kieran O'Connell, um, Tom Frawley, so they have a good base out there and they'll give him 100%. There's absolutely no doubt about that. He has a lot of work to do. And as I said before, there is a big difference between managing in, in Premier A, where he was, and managing in, in the Premier. But he listen, he'll learn quickly. And those experienced players will give him loads of help as well. Yeah, absolutely. I know I've went for a regional win. And judging by what you were saying, you think the same, Ed? 
Yeah, I think regional will, will target the three points big time here. Um, and there, there'll also be a major threat from, from set pieces, Adrian, with the likes of the uh, Tom Frawley, the Copers, Kieran O'Connell, yeah. Jack Kuna's record, as we have seen, in, even this early in the season, defending set pieces isn't isn't great. It's something hopefully they'll have worked on. And maybe maybe even uh, last Sunday might have, might have had a bit of joy in to, uh, against Mungret in terms of that. But they'll need to uh, keep a tight ship. Yeah, definitely. And I actually had forgotten, Aidan, to get your prediction for the Jansborough Fairview game. I'm obviously going for a Fairview win myself. What's yeah. your own thoughts? Yeah, I think it'll be a long night for Jansborough. Yeah, and uh, as well, Valenti aren't in action in this week um, until uh, the weekend. So, you know, just to, to maybe talk about them a bit more, I know you had reservations, Aidan, at the start because of the maybe lack of an out-and-out striker as such. It's fair to say that Habitin Gabido has started really, really well for Balinanti. He's managed to get five goals. Um, you know, problem solved? Uh, could be. I'll, I'll sit in the fence in it. I will say this now. I've, I've seen him twice. I'm very impressed with him. Love his movement. Uh, really good first touch. Two very good feet. And he's very quick-footed. Uh, he can mix up the game. I thought his discipline, I actually think his discipline has been excellent. He's taken a couple of hefty challenges in a couple of the games. He's got up and got on with it. Worked hard for the team. Needs a bit of, I, I still feel he needs a bit of coaching. But with the likes of Dave Dunphy, Ray McMahon there, I think he'll get a lot of good coaching in terms of how to time his runs, where to play around the box. Um, that, that goal scoring record already, Adrian, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, at the start of the season, to be banging in a few goals, I thought he took his goals very well against uh, Crew Park, and and uh, his performance against Ashing and Sunday was really up there. Uh, very impressed with the lad. He has a couple of players around him that are that are like him in that they're quick, they're quick feet. Um, the two wide men for for Bella and and the guys that have been coming on like Dylan Higgins, young Boris Power, you've Adrian Power, people that are, are quick footed, have a bit of pace about them. James Fitzgerald, so they think like him, they link like him. Um, I think he'll he'll do well. If, listen, I, as I've said already, if you if you can find a guy that's going to hit fifteen or twenty league goals for you, you have a chance of winning the league. You know, if you're hitting that twenty goal mark in in terms of the league, you have a chance of being up there. And he has started really well. And at the other end as well, I know that Balnanti are waiting on Tomas O'Connor, brother of Paddy O'Connor, to come back into the squad as well. And apparently he had had a very good pre-season, uh, so unfortunate that he hasn't uh, appeared yet for the team. I know Balnanti for years they had a fearsome reputation in terms of maybe some people said it was actually ill-discipline, even going into the end of the last decade. And since, But to be fair, since Dave Dunphy has you know taken over, have you been impressed with There seems to have been a marked improvement in that. Well, certainly at the start of this season, there has. I saw him a few times last year um, and there was glimpses of, of him discipline at times. Even though they had a fantastic season last year, you've got to hand it to him. Third in the league, winning the Louis Cup, being competitive in everything. Um, this season, definitely a marked improvement. Um, but I, I would also say to you, Adrian, there's been a turnover of players there and the new lads coming in have a really, so far anyway, have a really good attitude. I like their attitude on the pitch. Very competitive, well-organised, enthusiastic, uh, working hard for each other, on and off the ball. And you also still have a couple of experienced players there who seem to have that hunger, like Dara Hughes, uh, Aidan Hurley, 
Adrian Power, you know, have that hunger to succeed. And I think that helped the young lads as they go along. Plus the fact that the manager himself is a very experienced, um, a very experienced man. So it, it's it's looking good for Bad at the moment. Um, at the same time, they did lose that first game to um to to Pike, who are arch rivals, and that'll be at the back of their minds as well. But they're they're doing their best to raise that already with a couple of victories. So it'll be on to the next game for them, concentrating, getting the three points and staying in touch in the league. Yeah, absolutely. And another side I wanted to discuss was Nina. I, I mentioned it to their manager, Killian Fitzpatrick, at the weekend that since me and you raised concerns about their goal scoring, they went and scored nine goals and had two very comprehensive victories. So he was very happy with that. Yeah, the team talks will be nice and easy before before the stage, <laughs> won't you? They'll be talking about Finn fella and that Ryan fella. Uh, <laughs> they said you can't score goals. Hopefully, it means fantastic. that we're getting some traction. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's fantastic. I, I, you know, you know, it's great to see teams uh, uh, getting victories like that, going out and playing. I mean, that was an impressive victory against Jamesborough. No matter what kind of a team Jamesborough, you, you can only head out. You you can only play what's in front of you. And obviously, from what I've heard of the game, Nina were well on top. Um, James were in the game for about half an hour. Nina got on top of it. And listen, when, when Nina get a goal, or if, if when, years ago when Nina got a goal or two and they settled down, some of the football they played was, was out of this world. It was fantastic. And I've no doubt that's still, still out there. They were always a good football side. So that, that victory will have given them loads of confidence. A 5 0 home victory against James Brett. Will have given them great confidence, and it's listen. It's a it's a, it's a vital three points for them. Yeah, absolutely, and I know they do have ambitions, Aidan, which is something that you picked out. Would would managers have ambitions? But I know from speaking to them, they have wholesome ambitions of making the top six again this year, which is great to hear, considering how hard of an experience they had when they got to the top six last year. So at least they want to go and give it another go again. They have Charleville six forty five on Thursday night. Charleville obviously getting a, a recent win as well, you know, against Mungris, which was, was huge for them as well. So, but Charleville obviously will be looking at this, you know, midweek tie saying they need to make home advantage count, which we have discussed before. Yeah, very important game for for, for Charleville. I, I, you know, they've been affected by, by uh, the GA, obviously. They've been missing a couple of players. I've seen their team sheets and a couple of lads that would normally be there haven't been there because of their GA commitment. So they'll be hoping to get them back as quick as possible. Um, they'd be delighted with the result in Munger de Ramonte. You know, down to 10 men, came back, got the penalty to, to, to win the match. Great result for, for Adam Castle and the troops out there. Um, difficult game from against Nina, though. And Nina will be going out to know full of confidence after their their um, their victory over James Brett. Going to sit in the fence and that, I think it'll be a draw. Yeah, I do agree with you there. I have, have went for a draw myself. Quite quite a hard one to call, especially in, in a midweek fixture where you don't know what teams have at this stage of the season and the turnover. Aidan, on a final note, and it's something we discussed at length, obviously, in the last podcast, the, the demise of Prospect Priory. One thing I suppose we didn't discuss is probably the ramifications it has for the league in general now. Look, there's no doubt about it, Aidan. They're probably going to finish Prospect, no matter what they had out there in terms of the squad. Probably going to be in the bottom six like they were last season, but we just don't know where. I know it's hard to call from right now. But I suppose it gives credence to your argument that maybe this top six and bottom six isn't great, particularly now when you only have 11 teams. I mean, it really is a headache for the league now. I mean, one of the bottom six is always going to be without a game. You're only going to have two fixtures in it every week. There's only five teams competing. Now, it does make a massive difference in that in that section of the league now. 
Yeah, it does make an, a massive difference. It, it, and I suppose the, the big thing about it, it takes from the competition of, the, of that bottom six now. Um, now, some teams are looking at it and saying, well, there's one team gone. So <laughs> we've, only, we've only one more place to, to worry yeah. about. And you might look at it like that. But listen, in the long term, this is doing our league no, 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 no uh, service at all. Um, I've had calls, Adrian, from outside of Limerick non-stop all week about this. I've had calls from Galway, Kerry, Cork, Dublin, Kilkenny, Wexford. I've had phone calls and texts about what has happened uh, 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 prospect in terms of them pulling out so early out of the league. It's, it's the, we said it before, the optics aren't good. Um, it's, it's very unfortunate. This is our Premier, this is our Premier League like. Mm. You know, this is what we, we need to be marketing our, our, our league, our 12 teams in the league. And unfortunately, we've lost one already a couple of games into the season. It's uh, it's very disheartening to see it. And like you say, I don't think it does the bottom six any good. Take some of the competition of it. Uh, that run of games you need, if you build up a little bit of momentum, is gone because you, you, you won't have that 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 uh, game you were due. So, um, look, long term, it's, 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 it's not looking great.